Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Saturday, October 8th, second day of Fall Stars Weekend at Keeneland. I'm Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development, and we'll take a look at the All-Stakes Pick 4 on the Saturday card. There's an All-Stakes Pick 5 that starts in the 6th race, and there's a regular Pick 4 that starts in the 8th race. But we're going to jump into the 7th, Jim, the Thoroughbred Club of America, Grade 2, Phillies and Mayors 3 and up, over 6 furlongs to start the All-Stakes Pick 4. Who do you like in there? Well, I just want to say before we get started, this is my favorite day of the year at Keeneland. I mean, spring meet is all, all great, and you know, bluegrass steaks is absolutely awesome, but this weekend is what racing is all about. So Fall Stars weekend, the Saturday uh, card that we're talking about today, uh, I would rather be at Keeneland than any place in the world in October, so get my spiel out of the way first. Amen. The TCA is an extremely tough race. I looked at it, first time I looked at it, and I thought, you know, the morning line guy, I don't know if he's got this right or not. I think he does, except for I don't really like slammed as well as as I might. Uh, the horse coming out of Del Mar, after racing at Zia and and Riadoso, and then this, this horse doesn't have a very strong background, but she's won 8 out of 11. And the last race at Del Mar was a grade 3, and she only got beat a half a length. So she certainly fits here, but I think it's asking a lot to move a horse from the West Coast to come in here and win against a really tough field. I think this race sets up for a closer. Uh, there's so much speed in here with Happy Soul on the outside and Palm Cottage for Pratt and Lobo on the inside with a 97 buyer in his pocket. I, I just think it sets up for closer. And I, I first picked Sconson, and then I looked at his, her form the last couple races, and she's just not what she used to be. And she's also... A very good horse at Churchill Downs, and that's where most of the races have been have been won. So I landed on Caribbean Caper for Al Stahl. Uh This filly went to Colonial last time out. Um, I believe was a prep for this race, and ran okay. Got hung out in the eight hole, a seven furlong race, and just never really got into it. Got beat by four and a half after after getting up to within a head of the lead and, and fading. So they cut her back to six furlongs. Al Stahl as a very accomplished horseman, and I think um, wants to win at Keeneland. Jose Ortiz gets on this filly, and that is a big move up from C.J. Hernandez at Colonial and even the races that were at Churchill. And the Dogwood, the grade three last year at Churchill at seven furlongs in September of 21, was a 90 buyer, and she won by six links. So I think a ribbon caper sets up absolutely, absolutely perfectly for her. And I think uh, she's going to be tracking the, the lead, and those leaders are going to come back to her. And I'm going to take her on top. I'm also going to use Wisconsin, uh, going to use um, uh, the seven-horse slams just because of those buyers. And I'm probably going to go a little bit deeper in the pick four using Joyful Cadence uh, just because she may get the lead and may be tough to run down. But I'm going to bank on my win bet at being this race kind of folding up at the end and a closer coming and getting them. I am going to take Sconson in here, and I talked to her trainer, Greg Foley, this week over at Churchill, and he said that she has been a little closer to the pace than he thinks is probably best in recent races. Part of that was last time out. There were only three horses in the race. So he said he's going to tell the jock to take her back and make one run, and he thought, like you have looked at it, that he thought there's a lot of speed in here and that should give her a, a, a better chance. So look for her to be back off the pace more so than she's been, and she's 
won three times at six furlongs, and she's run okay at Keeneland. So I'm going to take Sconson on top, just on the class edge. Um, I liked Happy Soul, just that 94 off the freshening in a stake at Kentucky Downs. It's a three-year-old versus older, but it's Wesley Ward, too, and horse ran really well off the layoff and um, now goes turf to dirt, but uh, that's something Wesley's horses uh, certainly can do. So I think that one's got uh, a, a good shot in here. Uh, I took a look at Palm Cottage. It's a it's a class raise just coming out of a non-winners of two other than allowance, but it was at Saratoga, so probably a good field. Ran a 97 buyer. Uh, if you want to go deeper, uh, I like Club Car. Uh, I think she probably is more likely to hit the board than to win, but she's got some back class. And you make a good point about uh, the Alstall uh, filly, too. So um, you can include that one if you want to go deeper. But I like uh, Sconson uh, a good bit in here just on the, uh, the class edge. Eighth race is the grade one first lady. And again, this starts uh, another pick four that uh, concludes with a maiden race in the 11th. So uh, the grade one first lady, small field, uh, three Chad Brown runners in here. And uh, I, I think I'm like you, Jim. I like Regal Glory a lot. It's a one-mile turf race, and she's uh, won five of her last uh, six, or had five of her last six with 100-plus buyers. She's run well, ran well against the boys last time. Just uh, they took a shot at that. But I just think she's uh, a notch above these. Uh, I took technical analysis second uh, from Chad Brown's barn. I thought she, she'd improved at four, and she's run well here. Uh, in Italian is the third Chad Brown runner. I thought she had everything her own way in that win at Saratoga, but not a lot of competition here in terms of numbers of, of rivals. So uh, she's got good speed, so that could make her dangerous. But I like Regal Glory. I think she'll be awfully tough to beat in here. How about you? I agree 100%. I think uh, the two other horses for Chad both have speed in Italian and technical analysis. So I don't know how those two are going to rate. One of them's got to rate. One of them's going to have to lead. Um, but I do think that Regal Gory just sits in the pocket and runs him down in the stretch. And I think this looks like a New York race. It's a Chad Brown Invitational. So Regal Glory is my pick here, and I'm going to single her in the pick four. I suspect we'll have a little bit more to talk about in our next race, the ninth, the grade one Claiborne Breeders Futurity. It's two-year-olds going a mile and a 16th, and we might get uh, a top Breeders' Cup juvenile contender coming out of here when they run that race on Breeders' Cup Day at Keeneland next month. Um, you've got um, uh, several horses coming off impressive maiden wins. You've got Forte that won the grade one up at Saratoga in the slop. Where did you land here? This is always one of the most difficult races to handicap. Anytime you're taking two-year-olds, and we talked about it with Adali Alcibiades yesterday, this, horse, this race sets up, I think, very well for Forte. Coming off the hopeful, uh, the one question that I've, I've got is that that was a sloppy track that day. So with a two-year-old that jumps up from a not not that great a effort in the Sanford, uh, went off at seven to five and, and didn't really fire, got beat by three horses that I think he should have beaten. He did come back in the hopeful, uh, went off at almost seven to one and got a 92 buyer. So he's going to be the favorite based on that. But there's a lot of question marks in my mind about that race because of the track. So I think you go deep here in the pick four. You, you can't afford not to. There's too many options. Loggins for Brad Cox and Florent Giroux broke his maiden uh, at Churchill in the six and a half furlong on September 17th. Went off as the four to five favorite, and and there was no secrets that day that this horse is training out lights out. One by eight and a half. You always got to look at him and Brad Cox, obviously. I'm going to use Hone for Kenny McPeak because it's a two year old with Kenny McPeak at Kingland, and you can't go wrong with leaving that horse 
in that race at the Iroquois completely fell apart. He was one of the horses that was closing. He just didn't get there. He got beat by a length by Curly Jack at 54 to 1. So, um, moves forward off that. He's got a shot. Instant coffee, the other Brad Cox horse that Luis Saez is riding, wasn't quite as impressive as Loggins, but may have faced a tougher field up at Saratoga. Uh, we talked about Forte. Fantastic again for Wesley Ward. Uh, off the turf at Saratoga, so they figured out this horse likes the dirt. Lost art for Todd Fletcher because it's Todd Fletcher that's won his two races by 13 lengths. And you can go on, but I think I've covered the main uh, contenders in there, and I'm going to go extremely deep. I'm going to say Loggins, so that impressive win at Churchill um, is going to run big here. And I'm going to I'm going to fade Forte a little bit based on that sloppy track win. Uh, the other horse that you got to look at if he draws in is Carmel Road for Bob Baffert. Uh, stuck in the 15 uh, slot and needs a scratch to get in, but uh, the horse comes from Belmar and Bob Baffert, two-year-olds. That's all I need to say. So do not leave the 15 out if he draws in. So wide open race, in my opinion. I think you'd be silly to take a favorite in this race. I'm with you on that. Uh, I think the two Brad Cox runners both coming off just maiden wins, but uh, impressive maiden wins. I think uh, it's a good chance one of those two wins this. I, I'm like you. I, I gave a slight edge to Loggins. Got the pedigree to really relish two turns as well as that impressive debut effort. Instant Coffee won the debut much smaller margin, but with a good 85 buyer and showed a, a lot of heart down on the inside in uh, winning that day. So uh, showed a lot of maturity. Uh, Frosted Departure, big improvement last time for McPeak. You had speed and the rail there, so that's a dangerous combination. Uh, I'm definitely going to use Forte on the ticket just off the grade one, but I'm like you, I'm a little skeptical there. And then uh, there's a horse out on the outside that I hate the pose, 13, but uh, Larry Ravelli picks his spots really well, and he ships this horse in off a big win at Canterbury. It's called Two Fills, and um, I uh, talked to him. Uh, this week for an interview that will be up on Keeneland social media. And he said he thought this horse had enough speed to, if not clear the field, clear enough of them to get a, a decent position around the first turn. And if he can do that, uh, I think uh, he could uh, have a little bit of a say in this. So don't uh, completely discount that one. And you make a good point about watching if Carmel Road uh, draws into the race. But Loggins for me. The All-Stakes Pick 4 wraps up with a grade one Coolmore Turf Mile. Uh, I don't think I have to tell you what surface they're running on or how long they're running, given the name. It's three-year-olds <laughs> and up, and uh, it's a well-matched group, and so I kind of feel uh, bad about doing this, but I'm, I'm going with a favorite, smooth like straight. Um, I like the cutback from a mile. Uh, I like the fact that he ran well here in the spring in the Makers, and uh, the other thing that kind of clinched it for me is he's coming from California, and he'll get firm turf, here because we haven't had much rain and that's what he's used to and the post draw uh down on the inside i just think this horse is, I, he'll be right there because he's always right there but he just doesn't win as often as uh, you would like but i think this could be the day i think ivar's real dangerous third start off the layoff for paulo lobo who has won this race before with this horse and a stable mate uh so i think ivar is maybe back close to his best form and he could be very dangerous here uh, Order of Australia, I thought maybe was prepping for the Breeders' Cup Mile, but I saw they're going to take him back to England no matter what after this race. So, uh, But has you know, won the Breeders' Cup Mile here in the, in the COVID year. Uh, Santon, uh, got to respect that Arlington Million win, and uh, this is a horse that flashed some early potential here with a win at Keeneland. Uh, 
Um, Mason for Chad Brown, uh, Casa Creed for Bill Mott, and then set piece on the outside. I don't like the post, the 12 hole, but that horse got a little bit of a bad trip last time. And I think that's a horse that's got enough class to win this. And, you know, if they, they run it 20 times, he'd find a way to win one or two. So, you know, at a price, don't, uh, don't throw that one out either. So I'm, it's a deep spot, not a good place to take a favorite when it's a deep spot, but that's kind of where I ended up, smooth like straight. How about you? So this is the best betting race of the day and maybe of the meet. Uh, I, I can make a case for six or seven horses here. Um, and I'm going to go, I, I understand why you pick smooth like straight. Uh, I think it's going to be, favoritism is going to be between him and possibly Santon, who, who actually beat him on the square uh, in the Arlington Million at Churchill. I, I don't, that, that Churchill turf course that they've had so much trouble with, I'm, I'm not sure what that means. I mean, you got a 106 buyer, that means he can run pretty much on anything, and, and that, that turf course was pretty chewed up that day. But I think you got to include those two. I think you got to include Order of Australia simply because he's had success here before, and Aiden O'Brien is one of the best trainers in the absolute world. you got to include Smooth Like Straight, your favorite. Uh, you got to include Ivar, who's had success here. But I went with a price here, uh, and I'm going to take Mason on top. Uh, back in April on Maker's Mark, uh, he comes in here highly touted off the form that he had shown in Ireland with a 116 time form, and Chad Brown had taken over the horse, and the horse goes off at 9-5 to five in the Maker's Mark mile and gets nosed out by Cheryl Spite, who was a long shot at 9-1. to one. Mason ran big that day and actually beat Smooth like straight here. And so you've got a, a race over the track where he beats smooth like straight. So since then, all he's done is, you know, he won an easy race at Belmont. He won the grade three poker at Belmont. And then he tried the four-star Dave against Casa Creed. Got beat by two links. I'm going to use Casa Creed here because he's certainly got enough class to win it. But I'm going to use Mason because he's had success on this track uh, at this distance and only got beat a nose uh, and beat smooth like straight. So if I can get anywhere close to 12 to 1 on Mason, I'm going to play him as a win bet. But this race is absolutely outstanding, so I'm going to spread when we get to our pick four, which is coming up next. Well, give us your pick four ticket then. All right, I'm going to spend 90 bucks. I think you got to go deep in these uh, very contested races, and that might not even be enough because you're, I've, I'm gone five deep. Uh, I think five by six by six is my ticket. So I'm going two, four, five, seven, eight. Uh, taking a stand with Regal Glory in the first lady, so that's the five horse, with two, three, five, seven, nine, ten, with two, three, five, six, seven, nine. So that is a $90 ticket, and I promise you it will pay handsomely. I ended up with, uh, I think it's a $52 ticket. Check my math on this. Uh, five and nine with three, five, with one, two, five, seven, and then with two, three, five, six, seven, nine, twelve, taking seven of them. Uh, not subscribing to the uh, Jim Goodman philosophy. If you take that many, take them all. So trying to keep the ticket a little affordable. I think it's fifty-six dollars. Fifty-six dollars. Yeah. yeah. So uh, two by two by four by seven. It is uh, what a challenging day. And um, you take a stand. You could, you know, I think you could certainly uh, single Regal Glory. Uh, I could uh, be talked into that and go deeper. 
in some of the other spots if uh, you're looking at the ticket that I suggested. But anyway, $56 for me. We'll be back for the Sunday card for our next edition of the In the Money podcast. Good luck, everybody, from KeelanSelect.com.